0: Some of the conditions that she had uh, I, that I think we see in the scriptures that of, of her heart that meant that she was receptive to the message the angel uh, gave to her, and then the carrying out of god 's vision this week we 're going to look at the life of joseph and and what was it about Joseph that enabled him to, to step into uh, the things that God had, had called him to do and prepared him to do. Uh, but we're going to get that, to that in a moment. Just to set some context. Mary had been with, um, with Elizabeth for, for three months. Uh, at this, this moment in time in the text, we're in Matthew chapter 1, verse 18 to 25. Mary is about four months pregnant. Okay, so she's four months pregnant. She's back with Joseph. And this is a, this is a big moment. Okay, so we're going we're gonna to dive into the text in a moment. Um, there's going to be some questions that are going to come up on the screen for you to reflect upon. Now, you can do this on your own, or you can do it in groups. I think it's always better when you get two or three or four of you together just reflecting on the passage. Um, so what I'll ask you to do is to read it. Read it read it through a couple of times slowly, and then begin to answer some of these questions. Then You don't have to answer all the questions. But maybe just pick out some of the things that you, that, that you want to particularly dig in. But don't skip by the first question. That's all I ask. If you can dig it, have a look at the first question. Because I want you to put yourself in Joseph's shoes. Right? I want you to try and imagine what it might be like for Joseph when Mary returns from being with Elizabeth for three months and she comes back and says, I've got some news! That's going to be a bit of a moment uh, that's going to be quite awkward, I think. Um, so I want you to begin to just imagine what, what you're feeling. Now, I'm a thinker. I'd often say, I think this. Don't often say, I feel this. So I, I, I kind of process my thoughts as a thinker and my feelings as a thinker. Some of you will be likewise. You'll go, actually, I can, I can think about what that might look like or what it might feel like. Others of you are feelers. You you will you will know ex- like exactly what Joseph is experiencing in that moment because because maybe yeah. So there's something that resonates with who, who we are. Um, so yeah. Four, so four months pregnant, Mary's back, and um, I wonder what Mary was what Mary was experiencing in that moment. Actually, what was she thinking about as she if she came to deliver this news to to Joseph? Mary had found a confidant in her relative Elizabeth. She understood, I think she understood and recognized um, the, the situation that Mary was in. The, Elizabeth and Zechariah had been longing for a, for a child. And it wasn't the immaculate conception, but it was a bit of a miracle. They were old. They were, she was past childbearing age. And so this miraculous, this miracle had taken place that enabled... Uh, Elizabeth to conceive now so when Mary comes and says to Elizabeth this is what the Lord has said I think she found somebody who understood the kind of situation she was in and what was being expected of her and and so I think then coming back out of that into a place where uh, she's with Joseph um, there's all sorts of dynamics and feelings going on in that moment Um, okay so who's the central character in the text Correct answer. Thank you, Phil. Jesus is the central character. And Mary and Joseph are invited into the unfolding story that God is working in and through Jesus. There are some significant things that are said about Jesus. So he will be savior of his people. He's the savior. So that was the mission that God had sent him on, to redeem and to save people. Thankfully, that includes you and I all these years later. We are part of the saved people of God because Mary and Joseph were obedient to his purposes. So he will be Savior. And then it says that he will be Emmanuel, God with us. So not only does he act and save, he is God present with us, God incarnate. There's something quite beautiful about this moment because Jesus isn't just like you and I. The whole narrative is to set it up saying that Jesus is unique and Jesus is distinct above and, and beyond all humanity. He actually reveals what he, the fullness of humanity looks like and, as we, and how we relate to God. But the promise is that he will be with us. So Jesus is indeed the central character, but he, he, God loves to involve his people in his story. And he's still involving his people in his story, and so the. But some of some of Joseph's priorities, which I think we see in, in, the, in the text, he he was indeed a man who main, was uh, a, a super keen on maintaining righteousness and integrity. I love the way that the text tells us that he he, he must have been so disappointed. I, I know you know, Rachel and I had a it was a, it was a year we were engaged for, wasn't it? Yes. And I do remember being there, despite, well, a little banter. I do remember being there. But there was, there was, ex- there was excitement. There was kind of saying, oh, yeah, this finally, the day's come. We're going to get married. And that, the, the, the hopes and dreams for all the, the future that could be. And then that would have been in Joseph's mind, thinking, hey, this is good. And then he gets this news. And legally, legally, he, he, could have just, he could have divorced her. He could have made a public spectacle of her. He could have really shamed her but he didn't he he decides to do it quietly now at this point it wasn't public knowledge Joseph knew and a few people knew but it wasn't out there in the public domain so that's why Joseph could make a decision to say actually how can I do this that is that maintains my integrity before God but also preserves Mary's dignity he didn't he didn't want to shame her he he was actually motivated by compassion for her um but also joseph's joseph's um desire to fulfill uh, you know the law and to be righteous before god it didn't come at the expense of anybody else he was he was trying to think through the implications of his decisions and his actions and his choices how is this going to have a knock on effect with mary and the and and the wider family and then the other thing i think we see through as a a key priority for Joseph, was his obedience to God. uh, His obedience to God overruled every circumstance, actually, and every potential implication of what could have been and what probably was for Mary and Joseph as a couple with Jesus in the mix. His his priority was, how am I going to be obedient to God? And that was the lead in which he made his decisions. Right. Right. So I think we get, actually in this we get a really good example of leadership. I, I think we get a brilliant example of what Christian leadership looks like, of, a, of somebody who's seeking to do right and not simply think about their own agenda. Okay, So Joseph was, was every, every leader I know and every person I know, everybody who wants to do something for God wants to do right by God and wants to live a, a right life before him. Sometimes that, unfortunately, comes at the expense of other people because those desires can sometimes become self-serving. But Joseph isn't self-serving in his approach. He's, he is thinking about, yes, I want to do the right thing before God, live righteously before God, but how is this going to impact other people? He's, I think he's other people focused. I think he's a good man. Um, and he's, he takes a lead in his family. Now, interestingly for Joseph, he doesn't, he doesn't actually feature much in the story, does he? He doesn't get a, a, great, a great deal of narrative that's told about him. We don't actually know what happens to him. He, some people think that actually he, he maybe after, um, after Jesus was born and Mary and Joseph uh, then had some, some other children, uh, that he died fairly early in, uh, 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 at that point because he just doesn't appear. Now, it might just be that he was really happy in the background. But the priority for Joseph wasn't his name or his fame wasn't about him being known or loads being told about him. His priority was simply to do the obedient thing that God had asked of him. And that's all that God ever asks of us. And so that's why I think we can approach this do not be afraid moment for Joseph because he wasn't afraid to do the things that were going to be difficult in order that God might be glorified. He wasn't afraid to make the difficult choices in order that God's purposes might be carried out. He wasn't thinking about his own reputation in this point, at this moment, he simply said, how can I do this in a way that brings glory to God and maintains my integrity and obedience? Obedience was the primary and priority, I think, of of Joseph's life. Okay, so there are three things that I'm going to, I want us to land this with in terms of how we come to decisions. Now, Joseph had to make a decision. I don't know whether you noticed that uh, I think somebody, somebody did say he took time. There was a bit of a gap. I think it might have been you, Steve, actually. You reflected on that. In the, in the CSB, it says that he considered these things. Okay, so Joseph, having had this news, a life-changing moment where he had a decision to make. Joseph wasn't ignorant of his feelings. He just wasn't led by them. I think Joseph acknowledged what he was experiencing. He said, actually, I've got to give some consideration to this because, man, this is, this is a tough moment. And if he'd had led, led with his feelings, that, that may have been a very, very different story. Now, feelings, our feelings are indicators that something's off kilter, that something's not quite right, that we, we need to process. And, and some of you in the room are far better at understanding the psychology of this than I am. So I, this is really psychology for dummies. But there's something about the way that we respond out of feelings that can lead us to do things that later on we would regret. Because we've been driven by the emotions within us. And so when we come to make a life-changing decision, if we allow fear to be the driving force, we will make some really bad choices. So how do we do it? Well, I think this is what we see in Joseph. He said, when making a life-changing decision, he took time to consider his options. He took time to consider his choices. When you and I are faced with a life-changing decision, how many of you have experienced some of those life-changing decisions throughout the course of your life? Some of you, we all have. At some point, it's a daft question, because we all face life-changing decisions. But what do we do? Do we lead off with emotion, or do we, do we stop and pause to consider what might my, uh, my choices be. Now, the choices that we make are really important Important because if, the, if we simply make the choices based upon what are gonna be best for our material gain, I think we, we can run into the danger of, of making decisions that actually impact other people negatively because it's self-serving and it has, just has an impact upon. If it serves my need and my benefit, then I, that's all that matters and so stuff everybody else. But if we take time to stop and consider and ask some questions, I think we can lead into a different place. So when we need to do this, um, let's pause. Let's consider the inner motives. Let's stop and go, actually, what's really going on here? What is really the motivation behind me wanting to make this decision? You, uh, you, uh, You, I'm sure like me, will consider the options available. What is the right thing to do? What's the wise thing to do? What's, what do, what's, what's the emotion in me? And why is that emotion so strong? What's, what's leading me to want to make that decision over this decision? Who benefits? If I make this decision, who's the primary beneficiary? So I think when we, when we take time to consider, it gives us an opportunity to go, what's going on in here? And I think when Joseph was considering his options considering what to do I think he was I think he was examining what was going on in here I think it also gave him again I think Steve you reflected that it gave some time that in in that in a little little, little, a little later that when he had the dream it gave opportunity to for God to speak and I think the uh, part of that that taking consideration gives us time to attune our ear and our, our hearts to what God might want to say because we have not just simply rushed in to make a decision that we think feels right in the moment, but it's been considered. Um, yeah, okay. So, um, when we, yeah, so when we're making a life-changing choice, uh, consider our options. Secondly, is when, we are, when we've made our decision, uh, commit to it. Interesting, I say that because he made a decision to divorce her quietly. As the consideration came, he gave, he gave opportunity for God to speak. And it was the change. So the, when the decision to say, oh, no, I'm going to stay with Mary, was a result of what God had spoken. And his, he, he remained flexible in his decision making until he heard what the Lord had said. And so I think there's something about when we take a commitment and make a decision that we commit to it. Now, I think we... We, uh, we train ourselves to make that com- those commitments, those decisions, not simply when it gets to the larger things in life, like, like career, like moving, ha- moving lo- location, whatever it might be, those, those big life-changing decisions. Um, I think our training ground for those and the commitments that we make are, are developed in the, in the small decisions of life. The small commitments to one another. What was the thing, the driving thing for for Joseph in the commitments that he made? Was it simply to fulfill the task? Was it like, I've been given a job to do, so therefore I'm going to fulfill this job? Or was his commitment to people? Was his commitment, I think his commitment primarily was to God and to the people that he was relationally connected with. So the commitments that we make aren't simply to things. Commitments are to people. And so when we say something, we're going to do something, when we have a decision to make and we're confident that we've heard God, now part of the consideration process, I would say is prayer is discernment with others, asking some others what do they think. Because we, unless, oh, I've never had a, 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 a dream from, the, from uh, an angel appear to give me some direction about a decision we make but listening to the Holy Spirit and submitting that to others is a really important part of making some decision, decision process, make, uh, decision-making process. But having heard, having responded, having reasoned, having considered and gone, this is the direction, this is what I sense God asking me to walk into, that we commit to it because primarily that commitment for Joseph, and I think for us, is not to a thing, but it's to a people. It's a commitment to God and to the people God has placed within our lives. So let our yes be yes and our no be no. And thirdly um, the uh, is this when you are living out your decision uh, be content in it. Joseph in verse 25 he says that he he took Mary as his wife. He would come to a point of decision. He said I'm, he heard heard the voice of, a, of of the angel in his dream saying Joseph don't worry Take Mary as your wife, because the 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 child being born to her is of the Holy Spirit. So he gets through to that point, and he makes a decision, and he sticks with it. And I think Joseph lived contently. Were the challenges that him and Mary would have faced, undoubtedly? Were the frustrations that he would have encountered? Bear in mind, Mary was pregnant, and he didn't know his wife until after Jesus had been born so having made a decision he had to commit and be content with the circumstance that he found himself in and allowed himself to trust God to lead him through the process of having made that decision and so as a as a as God's people I think if we are seeking to live out a life of of commitment and obedience to Jesus we don't simply do it on our own, we do it in the context of community. We don't do it for our own benefit, but we seek to try and do it and live and make decisions based upon what is good for, for others as much as it is for us. So it's not like we deny ourselves in the sense of how, thinking about the implications on our own life, but we make decisions and choices based upon what brings glory to God in this moment, in this decision, and how does it impact and benefit others. So there's some questions uh, that I, uh, I've just created for you to consider at some point. You might want to do this in your missional household. You might want to do it as part of your uh, devotional life. Um, you might want to ignore them completely. Um, but set, just spend some time with this text and these questions about what, what is it we can learn from Joseph in light of his commitment to God. In light of his desire to be obedient to him. That enables us to live the life that represents him well that walks in in that pathway of discipleship, that pathway of decision-making, because we we will all need to make decisions at some point, big and small, but in the small decisions, I think are the preparation ground for the larger decisions that come down the line. So I hope some of that has been helpful, but don't allow fear. So when Joseph, when the angel said, do not be afraid, what he, what he was carrying was the sense of uh, the, do not be afraid of the implications or the consequences of the decision you've made. Make the right call. And so that was the, that was the guiding principle is making the right call in light of who God had called him to be and commissioned him to be. So as God's people, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. let seek to live a life of righteousness and integrity and hope and faith full of the life of God at work in us for his glory and his namesake. Um, John, over to you.